Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name is Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. Sam, first of all, um, a little bit of business we need to deal with. Um, I was late this morning by about 30 minutes, which you were all right with. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually need to be late. It was just a power play. Ah, interesting. But when when I was ready, you yourself were then late for about another 15 minutes. Which Yuck. felt like a power play against a power play. It was a counter power play. Yeah. It fucking worked as well, you bastard. Yeah, it did, yeah. I just I knew well actually I didn't know what you were up to, but now it all makes sense and you it know wasn't anything. No, I was pa- just power playing is in my DNA. I'll just yeah. power it, unless unless notified otherwise, always assume I am embroiled in my own power play. Well this is this is what I've learned from you. I've learned mm. from the master. And I, I, you know, it was the it was the yeah uh, the apprentice going up against the master this morning. It won't be long before I really casually say, "Yeah, I'm up for the podcast, but can you meet me in <laughs> Bristol in an hour's time? Because that's the only place I can do it." And like, <laughs> I won't mug. offer an explanation as to why. You're just going to have to get yourself to Bristol. And like a mug, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's look back at the weekend's football with a <laughs> the big match of the weekend. Of course, was Liverpool versus Manchester City. And as we kind of thought it would be, it was a load of shit. Is that uh, what we nil, thought? Nil. Is that what we thought? I said it would be. I said ah. one one, and it would be a bit of a damn squib. Can't um, remember what I said. You said, said one nil to Liverpool. Yeah, it, it was it was bullshit. It was really boring. It, it was, was so awful. boring that I was sat there in front. I made a special arrangement to watch it round at my brother's house. He's got a really big TV. Right. And I thought this is a big enough game to actually organise something around the viewing of it. You know, have you got just, a really have you got a really small TV, Sam? No, my TV's big, but yeah. then we were at my mum's having Sunday lunch, and her TV right. is an absolute fucking joke. And okay. I've told you about Rob McDonald, the bloke who puts his hand in shit and all that. Her husband, <laughs> you give it his full name now. <laughs> the, osteo, the osteopath Rob McDonald. Oh, he's a noted osteopath. I mean, is you know, m- right. most people, most people with even a scant. Um, knowledge of the osteopathy world will, will have heard of, the, <laughs> of which of, I have not Rob, Rob McDonald and um, you know the story about him plunging his hand into a toilet bowl full of my mm-hmm. son's shit that was ultimate power play yeah when you're yeah. an osteopath though that sort of thing's second nature isn't it that's you're normal you're always it. having to put your hand in shit if you're an osteopath yeah as I understand osteopathy <laughs> I'm not quite clear on how it works but he um, he's he's well, look, he's a fucking oddball, and he's got the tiniest TV in the world, and they've angled it at such a, in such a way in my mum's front room that there is no possible way of viewing the whole screen at any point, wherever you sit, unless you right. sort of were to assemble an elaborate network of mirrors 
in order right. to see it. He's making a point. The te- TV situation is a power play, but I'm not sure. Like yeah, all great obviously. power plays, I'm not sure what the point of it is. He <laughs> also um, is very keen, like a lot of uh, old people and environmentalists, in turning everything off at the mains all the oh, time. Oh, God. All the fucking time. Not just at night. Literally, if he's watching a show and stops watching it, he'll, he'll shuffle over to the fucking wall and switch it all off. Shut the power down. So if you try... My mum got virgin, has got virgin whatever. And if you try to fucking watch it round at my mum's, you got to put aside an hour of trying to fucking start the whole thing up. Switch it all on at the mains, reposition the telly, squint all the way through. You can barely know what's happening on it. So the screen's smaller than my iPhone. So... I said, fuck this. We were having lunch there. As soon as I'd had my, my pudding, I was like, fuck this. We're going round to your house because his house is nearer. Got round. It was all special. Special setup. Cup of tea. Yeah. He had some club biscuits. Yeah, I'd nice. already had fucking pudding. So what? What flavour club biscuits? Orange. I hadn't the had best them in years, kind. mate. They're fucking sensational. The best kind, I, yes. I'd absolutely forgotten how great they were. So everything was going well. But then the game turned out to be so shit that in the second half, I kid you not, my brother was showing me, while we were supposed to be watching the game, a fucking presentation deck for a pasty business he's trying to start up with his mates. <laughs> I like so it. So during this fucking second half of what was supposed to be one of the world's greatest encounters to, to behemoths of the game, yeah. I'm looking at his fucking pasty recipes and looking at his marketing plans for how he's going to become a pasty millionaire. It actually was quite a compelling presentation. Do you have any more information or is, is there like a I, non-disclosure I'm not agreement? to give that information away because the, the type of pasty proposition that him and his mates have fucking dreamt up yeah. is genuinely unique and I think is likely to be a, as big a business success as Amazon or Apple. Is it going to be a London kind of thing? Is it London kind of flavours? What do you mean by that? Why you do you know say what that? I mean. Why, like with why do you stuff? say that? What, It'll have, what like, you... avocado in, and each ah, pasty will be, like, ah, a fiver. Ah, <laughs> no comment. But it, ah, was the bro- the... it is the brother that regular, regular, um, put it this way, regular listeners will know that uh, I've got different brothers I've told stories about, and this is the one <laughs> who attempted to fight both John Gregory and John Terry <laughs> in Loftus Road at different points. And um, it's him who's now dreamt up a pasty empire, so that, that gives it um, join the dots for me. Join the that, dots. Yeah, that, uh, it sounds like a winner. I look forward to hearing more about that. So that's Liverpool versus Manchester City, pretty much oh, covered. By the way, while we're talking about him, and I won't, we will get into the football, but don't let's not dwell too long on the pasty situation. No, no, but I think we I, should dwell a I, lot I, on the pasty situation. I did remember a, another story about my brother yesterday that involves a nunnery. Oh, I. <laughs> And him getting into some trouble in a nunnery, for real. So, let's just part that there. But do remind me, if there's we'll time on this pod that. or a future pod, that the story about my would-be pasty entrepreneur brother and a nunnery is right, very special and worth telling. made a note there of nunnery, for possibly for the end of this podcast. Was there anything about Liverpool Man City you want to speak about? Was there anything that... The, 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 the penalty was quite funny. The penalty was funny. Now, now, you remember how I predicted foresaw 9-11 yeah and uh so obviously there's something obviously there's something of the nostradamus in me i also knew 100 percent that mares 
Just like I knew those planes were going into the World Trade Center back in yeah. whenever it fucking was, 2001 yeah. probably. Uh, I knew that Mares was going to miss that pen. It was obvious. Because when he said Mares is taking it, I'm thinking, what the fuck is he taking? I've never seen the fucker take a penalty. I could tell by the look on his face. Yeah. I could tell by the way he was standing there. I was yeah. looking at our friend fucking Ramesses Allison, right? The size <laughs> of him and how confident he looked. I thought there was a chance he might save it, but I knew he was putting Mares off. And then Mares has basically pulled a fucking Chris Waddle. No one mentioned yes. that on the commentary, but it's an exact replica of Chris Waddle's 1990 was, penalty against Germany. I, I knew he was going to miss it for certain at, at the very point when Sky Sports flashed up the graphic, which showed that he'd missed three out of his last five penalties. Yeah. And I it's thought this isn't statistic. for him. I think it's he'd five out decided, of eight. He'd obviously decided to take it because that was weighing on his mind. He'd missed three out of the last five, and he thought, right, now's the time to put that to bed. And, no, um, it's silly old Guardiola's fault. Guardi- like, the penalty was awarded. Gabriel Jesus is supposed to be mm. the deputy penalty taker because um, Aguero had been subbed. And he went for it. And then Guardiola called over one of them, Bernardo Silva. I don't fucking know. I right. lost track of all the silly names. And he said, um, <laughs> and he said, yeah, tell him Mares should take it. And Guardiola said, it's because I watched Mares taking them in training and was impressed. <laughs> is, is that I mean, what happened, though? I know, I know Guardiola took the blame for it in the interview afterwards, but I, I thought he was just bullshitting and that what, he was just covering his ass. because he didn't want Mares just, to get the blame? Just, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what it looked to me, anyway. Well, he said he apologised to Jesus, which I think is fucking stupid. You should never apologise. Never apologise, never explain. It shows weakness, doesn't never look it? Back. Does he know it does. nothing about power play? I mean, have you watched this Amazon series? Nah. Everyone, everyone makes out the blokes a fucking genius, right? Right. But as we know, managing a football team successfully does not require genius. No. You know, I mean, fucking hell, Brian Clough and Bill Shankly, they're probably the best, and Fergie, they just, they didn't do much. They just no. inspired the lads, didn't they? They just ruled by fear. They get a little pat on the bum. Go yeah. on, lad. Little, no one's put an arm around the shoulder. No one's give them a kick up the arse. Simple In as some that, cases, isn't it? do both at the same time. So Guardiola's got all this fucking mythology that surrounds him. But at the end of the day, he's fucked that by going, oh, I quite like the way Mahrez was taking pens in training. You do it. <laughs> I just think that's stupid. Well, like they said in Match of the Day, you'd have thought he'd have had some knowledge of the fact that Mahrez has missed. I think it's actually five out of the last eight in total that he's missed. Yeah, but Jesus has missed a few as well. So has he? what are you going to do? You would think with that many multi-million pound players in your locker one of them can yeah. fucking kick the ball in from the penalty spot just get John Stones to take it he scored for England in the World Cup didn't he he did he hit a yeah. Ball. yeah he could have done a it's good a job of it hard, is it yeah but anyway oh, it was quite boring and really neither of those teams performed in. and Liverpool aren't really performing at their best people are saying that one of the front three possibly you know what's his name I forgot <clears> the <throat> bastard's name that's how shit what? he's become Salah should be <laughs> Should be dropped, and and Daniel Sturridge should be brought back in. Yeah, he's no good either, Sturridge. No, it's <laughs> it's, it's good because there's only two points now between the top five, and then you've got Bournemouth and Wolves after that, and there's only five points between those seven teams. So it's, you know it's, what this this season could turn out to be one of those seasons that I've read about from the seventies, <laughs> when which is even before your time, Andy, when Derby Ooh. County won it. But going into like literally the last week, there's five teams in the running. Yeah. 
Oh, because you look that. at it so and Arsenal, who I've got to say, although it, although you yourself have admitted you don't know fuck all about football, you Absolutely. did somehow f- fluke a prediction about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. And it's and turned out to be true. And Ars- Arsenal have won nine games in a row. They look very good against Fulham. Although I watched the highlights of that game and Fulham were a fucking disgrace. I mean, it, some of the goals for Arsenal were like training ground goals. Yeah, Ar- Fulham, Fulham were just one... They were wandering about. They weren't. They just literally weren't involved. Yeah. So they were so bad, right? They were so bad. They were playing with three at the back, Fulham, and they had Cyrus Christie as the right wing back, and they right. were so bad, and he was so bad at feeling to track back and defend that even Robbie Savage spotted it on BT Sport. <laughs> That's how bad they were. Even I spotted it. I was like, <laughs> one of the goals. It might have been the first or second. I'm like, there was just a geezer. One of the Arsenal players was just fucking standing out on the left, but completely on it. I mean, there was no one anywhere near him. He had half the pitch to himself, and even I thought, fuck me, haven't they got a right back? Funnily enough, West Ham signed their right back in the summer, and I did think, oh, well, maybe we're to blame. Yeah. Our pre-season predictions at Fulham were going to do all right have kind of um, gone awry a little bit. Yeah, they've gone awry. Uh, but the Wolves, But the Wolves prediction is going well. And Fulham. I do, and Spurs. You know, you would, you know, you ask a man in the street, say you or I. I yeah. mean, more you. You're more of a man in the street than me. I'm more yeah. of a like a man. I don't know. I'm more kind of like hanging around in cool places, sat on my arse. Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. But like, if someone went up to you and went, do you think? What do you think? Of Spurs start to the season, you'd be like, oh, they're, they're shape. Something yeah. Like that. Anyway, sorry, I've got to get off. I can't stop and talk. I'm on. I'm off up the Asda. Or so I don't know uh, what yeah, you'd say if you were being vox popped on the streets of Sunderland. It'd be something like that. I'm off but up the Asda fact, to buy a proper pasty with corn beef in it. <laughs> no fucking avocado. Shut that fucking camera off. It takes away your soul. <laughs> That's what people in Sunderland believe. <laughs> that cameras <laughs> take away the soul. But anyway, you'd say it was shit, but you'd be wrong because Tottenham have had their best start to the Premier League season ever. Really? They're two points off the top, but they lost two matches in a row. They've lost two matches. And yet they're now two points off the top. But overall, uh, at this stage, I think they've never been at a better points tally. Yeah. So Spurs are secretly doing well. Arsenal are secretly doing well. Um, And then obviously those top three sides. Chelsea has surprised everyone sitting in the ball. I would love it if all of them, plus Wolves, took took this all the way through the season. Definitely. I mean, those top five have all won six out of their first eight games, which is really good. So Impressive. Yeah. We haven't really played each other all that much yet, so that's when it'll start getting a bit interesting. But Fulham have conceded 21 goals in eight matches. That's not going to that's that's keep you in the Premier form. League. That's relegation form. They spent a lot of money. They spent a huge <clears> sum of money for a promoted team. So it's the manager has got nowhere to hide, Andy. No. The players already didn't look like, like they were playing for him. It already looks like Cardiff, Newcastle... No, sorry, Cardiff, Huddersfield and Fulham to go down. Possibly well, Newcastle. Well, yeah, Newcastle... You seem... Like you always seem cautious about saying bad things about Newcastle, but they've got no, two no, not points, at all. I, 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 they I, are I, fucked. I don't think that... I think they'll get out of it. And, and I'd getting on to Manchester United versus Newcastle where it was seen as some kind of glorious comeback to go 2-0 down at home in nine minutes against the, one of the worst shittiest teams in the league there's no glory to be claimed from that whatsoever 
you know, Mourinho's walking off at the end there, glowering into the camera and apparently muttering some kind of fucking Portuguese curse words about stick that up your fucking arse. I was, was reading an article in the Observer newspaper at the weekend about narcissism and how it's on the rise. <laughs> okay. And the first thing I thought reading it was, oh, no, I'm a narcissist. Because yeah, and I so was Andy. Uh, no, I didn't think you were. I thought I was, and then I've, and I, now I've learned more about it. <laughs> I think I, I fulfil a lot of the criteria, apart from I do feel empathy, which narcissists don't tend to. Do you? That's yeah, I'm very. I empathise greatly with p- other people. All right. And so that's the only thing that just about saves me. But Jose Mourinho, narcissist, definitely, because oh, yeah. you know this. This is a great club. This is one of the world's great clubs. Some people would say the most famous club in the world, and they're going for a terrible time. And his job is just one part of the puzzle. It's like you've just got to coach the team, mate. And yeah. when they win like that, he should just move on. Yeah. But uh, he looks into the camera, does all that sort of talking directly to whoever his imagined critics, because he thinks <laughs> it isn't Manchester United. He thinks it's Jose Mourinho versus Newcastle United, doesn't he? Possibly, yeah. Who do you think his imagined critic is? Do you think it's himself? Do you think there's a version no, of himself think, that's got a moustache? No, if you want to know the truth, I think it's his um, mother. Oh, right. I think he's shouting, his, now, mother, do you see? Yeah. Now, now will you pay attention to me? Yes. Now will you look at me as I play with my toys? Now, now will you not go out on Wednesday night with your gentleman friend and to leave me alone with my brothers and sisters, watching television, crying, wondering when you'll be home? All I want is your love. I've given you a 3-2 against Newcastle. <laughs> All I want is your love. Yeah, he's doing it for his mother, but his mother couldn't care less. And sometimes I reckon he goes home to the hotel he lives in in Manchester yeah and dresses up as his mother yeah and just glares at himself in the mirror I wonder if he bought the clothes that belonged to Jimmy Savile's mother that were in Jimmy Savile's house the Duchess yeah I wonder if because they've gone somewhere haven't they them clothes I don't think they were sold like legally and in the public gears but I think a deal was done somewhere with someone fucking once Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, I've been round Jimmy Savile's house when yeah. he was still alive. I told you yeah. about that and how it was awful because because he's Jimmy Savile. But obviously, I didn't know he was a nonce at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, but I went round there and it was in the top floor of this. It was the penthouse. Is this in Leeds? In Leeds. Yeah. And I spent the whole day with him there. And he 
treated me to a succession of fucking mad lies, the maddest lies ever. <laughs> and it was so funny. And uh, like I could list them all day. In fact, in the article I had to, I had to interview him, it was for The Guardian, and in the article I didn't have space in the word count to fit in all the lies he told me. Yeah. So I asked, I asked them if they could do a little box, you know, a box out like you have in the future, <laughs> yeah. where I could just bullet points extra lies that he had. <laughs> did, you, did you pitch that? Did you put that these were I, lies? No, I just said other things Jimmy Savile told right. me. Yeah. One of them was, I own a mountain, which is one of the ones that <laughs> really stands out. <laughs> because they're funnier if you don't ask him to qualify or explain them, because just, he just came out with them in the middle of the conversation. So you just, but, uh, you just say, yes, Jimmy. After each one, one. The, I said, "Oh, I go, oh, do you?" And then just carry on talking. I remember saying, "Who do you who do you socialise with?" And he goes, "I don't." And I said, "Why not?" And he goes, "Well, all my friends are dead." And I go, "Really? Who?" And he goes, "Elvis, Buddy Holly, John Lennon—they're all dead now." Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly—he's not your mate. And he's like, it's literally like made out that those were his three besties, and that now that they're dead, he just stopped going out. Buddy but Ollie the, died in what 1959 or something, <laughs> and Jimmy Savile became famous in 1964. Yeah, <laughs> he, he said at one point, he went, "There are more pages devoted to me on the internet than any other individual in the world." <laughs> and I said, "How do you know that? Have you checked them all?" He goes, "I have never been on the internet in my entire life." He said, oh, I, I don't, he goes, I don't even own a computer. And I said, so how do you know there's more websites to vote to you than anyone else? He goes, my friends in the police told me. And then Ooh. he tapped his nose, right? And I said, yeah. that's peculiar. Anyway. Power player. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, can I use your toilet? And he goes, yeah, it's just down that hallway on your right. So I go, all right. So I walk down the hallway and see the toilet on my right, but directly opposite on the left is Jimmy's bedroom. The door is wide open and there is a massive fucking computer switched on <laughs> and online in his bedroom. On Google, with, uh, yeah. Google Jimmy Savile search Jimmy results. He page. must have known I was going to see it, Andy. He must have known. <laughs> I just don't think he cared by that point. That's a power play. But yeah. that is one of the most complex and nuanced power plays I've ever been victim of. Yeah, and you were the victim, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Fucking oh, I hell. was power played all, all all day long. And then the ultimate power play was, while I was there, I had a lot of pictures. There was a photographer with us, and there was a lot of pictures taken of him and I together. And in a lot of them, I'm doing the old classic, my arms around him, I'm smiling, I'm doing the thumbs yeah. up. Oh, well, that came back and bit me on the arse, didn't it? Because I've put them on Facebook and all the rest of it, showing yeah. off. I've been with Jimmy Savile all day. Well, once something's on the internet, mate, it's there it's forever. It's there forever, yeah. When all the nonsense stories come... They, oh, yeah. Then when he died, the Guardian rang up again and said, oh, remember when you saw Jimmy Savile a couple of years ago? Write up a little in-memory thing and remember about your day with him. I said, all right. So I rehashed the same piece. You made it all nice. Right, made it nice. He was a curious man. Maybe we will never understand him, but he was a great man, a great British eccentric, and we will always remember you fondly, Jimmy Savile. A few weeks later, Jimmy Savile is one of the most prolific nonces in the history There's of Britain. Been. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> the pictures are everywhere. I'm now I'm actually looking Sky at a picture News of you. In the papers going, this man was a monster, and how it was allowed to happen under the noses of the BBC, I do not know. And there's I a lot of people I who should be ashamed. There's people texting in Sky News going... Why is there pictures of Sam Delaney on the internet round at Jimmy Savile's house having a yeah. right fucking high old time of it? Yeah. I'm looking at one of the pictures right now. Yeah. 
when yeah, I got sitting hair opposite as well. him on a sofa, and he's got a big cigar in his hand. Yeah. And um, I think you're man-spreading. Your legs are quite wide apart. Yeah, yeah, I know. Was that, that, a, was that yeah. an attempt to kind of, you know... Power, I was trying him, to power play him, but power player, there was yeah. no way, mate. There was no way I could have power played him. I was up against the fucking master, wasn't I? Yeah, his chair... He power played the whole country for like four decades. What chance his, did his, I have? Look how youthful I am in the picture. His chair is slightly higher elevated than yours as well. That's a power play, isn't it? Let me ask you something, because I'm not looking, looking at the down at right you. now. Is he wearing a string vest? No, he's got a tracksuit on. All right. When I turned up, he was in a fluorescent pink string vest. Fucking he hell, must Jesus have put on, Christ. He, he's yeah, got a... That, there seems to be um, an anatomical skeleton in the room. Is that right? There was all sorts of weird shit in the room. Fucking hell. The, the, it was a madhouse. And then out on the balcony, there was a small balcony that overlooked a park in Leeds, and he'd astroturfed the balcony... And there was an exercise bike on it. And at one point, he just led me out onto there and just sat on the balcony, sat on the exercise bike and just started cycling while I chatted to it. <laughs> oh, God. The whole day was disastrous, really, in my oh. respect. But there you go. There you you just don't know, do you? No, you, you don't, just know, don't know who you're talking to. I mean, you could turn out to be a, a monster in yeah, the future probably. and people will look back at this podcast and go, Sam, what were you thinking? Yeah, where were the signs? Were there any signs? Have yeah, you spotted okay, any signs not, yet? Not really. At the time, he seemed all right. Uh, hindsight, though, you know, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> right, are there any other football matches you want to talk about from the weekend? West Ham lost. I mean, I know yeah. we're going to get on to this fucker who, for some reason, we're lumbered with for the whole season. Results bot. Results bot! Which I see very much as the Yoko Ono of our setup. I never yeah. wanted results, but you brought him into the mix. Yep. And it hasn't taken him long to turn into a fucking irritant. And that's putting it nicely. This is this is solely because results, but predicts 1-0 home wins for every single match. And yeah, Brighton but it's West the way Ham. he does no, it. No, hang on, well. hang on, hang on. This is solely because results, but predicted Brighton 1, West Ham 0. That's mm. what came to pass. Yeah. And you're blaming that defeat on results, but. Look. The the players have got uh, Arthur Masuaku is responsible for not tracking back against Brighton, but so I can't blame it results, but entirely it's the smugness that I just knew when the final whistle went. All I'm thinking of is results, but stupid fucking metal face and the little smug fucking twinkle in his robotic eyes. Did you get a text off him? Of course I fucking did, and guess what it said? One nil. One nil. The cunt. It wasn't a text message. It was on those voice memo messages you can send on WhatsApp. Oh yeah, yeah. I pressed play. I knew what was coming. One yeah. now. Ah, oh, the cunt. So that um, sticking with results, but no predictions. You got two points at the weekend, Sam. Out of yeah, a possible not, fifteen. Not very, not very good. Not good. I got four points, and mm. results, but helped by that one 0 win for Brighton, also got four points. Oh no. Yeah. So the leaderboard now. I'm on thirteen. Yeah. You are on 12, and Results Bot is creeping up behind us on 6. Well, Results Bot, you can fucking give it a big one over getting one result right on Friday night, but yeah. you're still lagging behind. You've got a long way to go. You've got a lot to learn. Jalapeño. Hey, I want to talk about... Uh, Controversial incidents. From the weekend. Oh, is that our new feature? This is the new feature where we look at controversial incidents that okay. have got people talking. Because, you know, people talk, don't they, about football. It's, like, it's full of opinions. I mean, the game's all about opinions, isn't it? I mean, that's what it's about. 
yeah, totally about opinions. If you haven't got opinions, then you shouldn't be in football. It's not. It should about, be somewhere else. People say to me, no, it's not. It's about passing and, and heading and, and nah, you know, nah. deep heat and uh, all the rest of it and them inflatable bananas people used to have. But it's not about any of those things. It's about opinions. Of course it is. Without opinions, you've got no place at the table, the big and table. A, and, a, and opinions, they're like arseholes. We've all got one. But exactly right, mate. So here's mine about uh, one of the weekend's controversial decisions, uh, incidents. Yeah. Wes Morgan got sent off, didn't he? Yeah. Against someone or other. <sighs> Fucking hell, yeah. Can't remember who. And he's, Norwich? No. He's, um, <laughs> Everton. Uh, Oldham Athletic <laughs> against Joe Royal's Oldham Athletic. No, yeah. hang on. He got sent off against Everton. Oh, by the way, what about Everton's goals? Fucking hell. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, Sigurdsson. What uh, a talking point. Whoa. Bang. Yeah, have that. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but, no, Wes Morgan got sent off in that game because he put one nasty challenge in that was a major yellow, you know, yeah. yellow boardline totally. red. Then he put another one in. Also And a the ref turned a blind eye. And then he put a third one in, which probably was a yellow, in all honesty. It was like, it wasn't clear cut, but it was borderline yellow. So in the end, yeah. the ref just said, do you know what? Fuck off. Yeah, he took the piss now. Because he had a word with him after the second one, didn't he? Yeah, and he said, he that's your last chance. And then Wes Morgan's kicking up a big fuss over it. But, you know, I'm no expert on refereeing. I find, as I said before, I find refereeing boring. I don't think you should bother with them. But he's done... If you, if you fucking do a blatant foul three times in a row, you've mm. got to get off the pitch, mate. Yeah, just hold your head up high and walk off. Mm. But Take Wes Morgan's medicine. an interesting character, isn't he? Is he? Well, look at the size of the bloke. I mean, he won the league. He was the, ca- he was the ca- captain when they won the league. I've yeah. Fuck knows who he plays for internationally. But, you know, he, he never gets talked about. Even when they won the league, it was all about Mares and Vardy and, and Kante, wasn't it? And this yeah. bloke fucking marshaled them to victory. And he was a journeyman from the lower leagues. And he, he led was. the fucking team up through promotion kept his place in the side in the Premier League and then he lifted the Premier League trophy and I think he barely missed a game that season. He's yeah. a mis- but he's a mystery. Look at the size mm. of him. Look at the shape of him. Mm. He's inscrutable. In fact, until he did what he did this weekend, he's just gone about his business and no one's quite known the real Wes Morgan. So I suppose what if- I'm saying is, as the weeks and months go by this season, I would like us to try to find out more or at least speculate more about the mystery the yeah. myth that is Wes Morgan. If you say to me, Wes Morgan, I generally think of a man without a face. Just the skin. No features, no mm. face. Because th- that's how I see him. There's, there's, he reminds me a bit of the I thing, know nothing about that him. character made of bricks out of X-Men. Or is it yeah. out of Fantastic Four? Or as my wife once called it, Fabulous Four. <laughs> <laughs> She thinks that's what it's called, but you know who cares. Yeah, that's what I, that's that's what I think. I just think a man a man with no no face, and I want mm. to put a face on Wes Morgan, and only you can help me do that. I tell you what's interesting about faces. We talked before about Peter Taylor looking like yeah. he was wearing another man's face that he had sliced off. Well, yeah. I tell you, who else is like that, and it could be wrapped up in the Peter Taylor thing. Claude Puel. I've got opinions and feelings about Claude Puel. Yeah, first because of all, do got... you agree that his face looks like he's sliced another man's face off and is wearing it on his own face? 
Yes. About it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Could it be the same criminal who was masquerading as Peter Taylor back in the olden days? It could well be, yeah. He's and back. no, Leicester they both City managed connection Leicester. As well. it's mm. my, it's, um, I'd tell you it probably is Nigel Pearson. Nigel you Pearson. As he's shrinking manager, himself down then? What manager of recent times can you imagine being capable of slicing off another man's face and wearing it? Pretty much Obviously, only Nigel, Nigel Pearson. Pearson. But have you seen the size of Puel? He's much and the smaller size than of Pearson. Pearson. How, how does Pearson shrink himself down to Pearson's inhabit the body? He disappeared after he got the elbow from Leicester. And for all we know, he disappeared to a revolutionary uh, scientific laboratory in the Swiss Alps where they were experimenting right. with um, medical procedures that would be illegal under EU regulations. But it's really? Switzerland, so you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah, or better off, yeah. Okay. That's where he's been. He disappeared to Switzerland. He's come back with another man's face, having um, shrunk himself using genetic technology developed by the Swiss. <clears throat> Can he shrink himself down and then grow again, or is he stuck yeah. in a smaller version? I wouldn't of put. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put anything past Swiss scientists. Has he got some kind of voice box as well? Because I've heard Nigel Payson's voice and Claude Puel's gentle, beautiful, soothing voice is he very have just different. Worked on it. He'd have worked on it for it's ages. Very different. I. I I was not happy with the result at home on Saturday. Uh, the, the boys, I told them so I was not happy. And normally after the match, I give them a little tickle, a little tickle on the tummy. But that did not happen Saturday. Uh, I lined them all up alphabetically and I, uh, I gave them all a little smack on the body. <laughs> so they will know not to do that again. I mean, you know, what what a voice, what a what a man. What imagine yeah. what kind of a lover he must be. Oh yeah. Tender. Um, unselfish. I think I think that Nigel Pearson would be a powerful lover, but not nearly as gentle as Claude Puel. There's too many there's too many, you know, differences between them. Claude Puel and Nigel Pearson in bed is are two very different prospects. I don't care if he can shrink himself down psychologically. No, no, with other people. Psychologically, they're very different men. Do you remember when Nigel Pearson went completely bananas, like madder than anyone's ever gone? In the press conference or on the touchline? Because there was two, wasn't there? Well, there was one where he fought a player. <clears throat> yeah. I think it was James MacArthur. Yeah. And that was pretty mad. Then he said in a press conference, are you an ostrich? Didn't he? Mm-hmm. To a journalist, yeah. And you got your head in the sand. Are you an ostrich? And then, someone, then. then someone said, I can look, and he said, I can look after myself. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> no one doubted him. Yeah, exactly. I think he said, if you don't know the answer to that question, then I think you are an ostrich. That was another thing he said. <laughs> um, yeah, but of course he did build that title winning team. He probably signed Wes Morgan. I don't know. There's a lot of mystery that surrounds Leicester City. Who's yeah. wearing whose face? Where Wes Morgan came from? What Does Nigel Pearson's been up to in the Alps and, you know, what kind of th- lover Claude Piel might be. I think it, it probably, uh, if, if if the DF channel are looking for a six-part documentary, I think me and you trying to get to the bottom of the whole Leicester City thing is probably it. There's got to be some kind of, I mean, they won the fucking Premier League, for God's sake. There's got to be some kind of, like, conspiracy thing going on. The Illuminati must be involved somewhere down oh, the line. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I reckon? I tell you who's fucking involved in that. The Gettys. Yeah, George Soros. <clears throat> George Soros will be involved. Yeah. What's his name? 
you know, uh, the Secretary of State from the Vietnam War. Kissinger. Kissinger's fucking all over this. David Icke. Ike. Well, no, Ike. Formerly a goalkeeper. Ike. We should get Ike on the show, though, and ask no, him about it. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to have David Ike on here? Wouldn't you? Not really. I know you don't like guests, but what if I were to be able to line up a special where we have both David Ike and Kevin Keegan on the same episode? Yeah, if you can, if you can make that happen, I will, I will relent. Yeah, my no guest I think policy. you're dead right, David. <laughs> yeah, I mate, you're right. <laughs> well, you know, you got to ask yourself something. You got to ask yourself, haven't you? You know, oh, are they good. lizards? I don't know. I've met the Queen, and she was lovely, but you know, I've only seen her in her human form. Her hand was slightly cold, I will admit that, but, you know, I wouldn't say she's a lizard, not full-blown. <laughs> but, then, but then again, it's like I always say, David, you know, the game's about opinions. <laughs> it's all about opinions. You've got a right to yours, just as I've got a right to mine. It'd be a great chat. Yeah, we'll set that up. We'll do that as a Christmas special. Mm. News without news. Shall I do your little news without news before we go? Yeah. Just a little one, three headlines for you. Mark them out of 10 for me according to how keen you would be to click through and find out more, Sam. Here we go, first one. Naked man found sleeping on patio after stealing and eating an avocado. Nine. Nine, that's from Arizona as well, if that gives you any added feelings about that. Even better. Uh, Thai sex hotel slammed for Nazi-themed room. Oh, no, five. Just a five. I will well, it add explains that, what's going on. I don't want to hear about it. I will add that it was called, it was actually called the Communist Room and it also had a hammer and sickle on the wall, so very confusing. Oh, very confusing. Really weird, I wouldn't yeah. say that was strictly naughty. Finally, um, girl eight pulls 1,500-year-old sword from a lake in Sweden. Eight. An eight. Okay. There's no time for your story about the nunnery. We'll do that next time, hopefully. Uh, but we are back on Wednesday with the first part of our deep dive into Roy Keane's book from 2014 called um, The Second Half. Uh, no, it's called Show Yourself, You Cunt. Sorry, yes, that one. <laughs> In which we will be making a series of allegations about Bobby Charlton, which could get this podcast oh, off the air could forever. get us pulled off air. We need to, if we're going to find, you know, we missed out on that Radio 2 breakfast show and I heard yeah, we just, were down to the final three. Yeah, exactly. It was us... Ball and Norton. David Ike. And we didn't fucking get it because of the swearing and the relentless libel. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I heard. So we need to rein a lot of shit in and get more right. professional, right? Because okay. if not, the Radio 2 job we crave yeah. is going to elude us forever, Andy. And that's well, a loss to the nation's airwaves. Well, okay, we will. We'll we'll wind it in, but we'll wind it in after the Bobby Charlton stuff on okay. Wednesday. All right, then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Subscribe, like, uh, comment, share, whatever, you know. Hey, Andy, just imagine what? if they'd given the Radio 2 breakfast show to Roy Keane. Wouldn't that be <laughs> wonderful? Good morning. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be the greatest thing. It'd be easy for him because I bet he gets up at three every morning anyway to do his exercises. <laughs> Power walking. <laughs> yeah. Around the block. Gets up every day and walks to the Radio 2 studio. From his home in Bristol. <laughs> right. All right, then. That's I'll it. leave bye you bye. with that thought. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a lovely week. <laughs>
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 